Hey guys, David Reeves here. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Hope you enjoy. And remember, you can catch a new episode every Wednesday at noon central on all your streaming devices. Most of these podcasts have visuals, so if you want to see the entire video, check them out at creationsuperstore.com. They're available on DVD or digital download. All right, let's get to it. Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of Wonders Without Number. In each episode, we talk about breaking discoveries in science, which reveal that our Creator, the God of the Bible, has left a pattern of His fingerprints throughout the universe. Check out our other resources at davidreeves.com. Sign up for email updates to have encouraging nuggets sent straight to your inbox. Subscribe to our free monthly magazine and like us on Facebook for daily inspiration and education regarding science and the Bible. The Bible is full of references to feet and the design of the foot, both in humans and in animals. It's something to be marveled at. Well, it points us back to our grand designer, that's Jesus Christ. We want to find out more right now on Wonders Without Number. Welcome to Wonders Without Number. I'm David Reeves, and today we want to inform and inspire you regarding the wonders that we find all around us. You know, that's an infinite number of wonders that point us directly to our Creator, the God of the Bible. You know, God's fingerprint can be found everywhere we look, from the farthest galaxy in the cosmos down to the microscopic structure of DNA. But ultimately, all scientific fields are drawing us closer to an understanding that the universe shows all of these design patterns, not accidental chance. Well, that includes you and me. You are wonderfully made in the image of a loving God. We want to give you the tools that you need to defend your Christian faith, and we're going to kick it off right now with today's Heavens Declare as we look at just a few moments about the human foot. Did you know that you were designed to run around barefoot? Genesis tells us that originally Adam and Eve were created naked. It wasn't until after sin that clothes, and eventually shoes, came into being. But when we shed our shoes, we see that God's design is the best. An incredible 25% of the bones in your body are found in your feet. These bones form three arches, the transverse, medial longitudinal, and lateral longitudinal arches found behind our toes and on the right and left sides of our feet. Now these arches beat the design of man-made arches because they absorb shock and even change shape to redistribute our weight as it shifts during different activities. Our arches, together with a set of tendons, also act as springs. The tendons wrap around your toe joints, and when we take a step forward, our toes curl, shortening our feet by half an inch. Now this pulls the bones in your foot into a locking position. This windless design also allows the bones to relax when your foot falls forward and then tighten up to propel us further. This specific arch design is uniquely human. You won't find it anywhere else. Why? Because humans were designed for bipedal walking, and our feet have been beautifully designed for that exact purpose. But then we stick shoes on our feet. 
Shoes immobilize the foot, stopping the complex system God designed. Arch supports, high heels, thick soles, and even the curve at the toe of your shoe all force your foot into an unnatural position, disabling your windless mechanism. And of course, the dark, moist environment found inside a shoe is the perfect environment for nasty fungi and athlete's foot. Of course, in many places, going without some kind of foot protection has its hazards. Thorns, stones, or ants might threaten those in rural areas, while broken glass, hot pavement, or a clumsy dancer might be dangerous in a more urban environment. Shoes are also a very nice luxury in the winter, but it's fun to just stop and realize that God's design is amazing wherever you look. From the soles of your feet to the top of your head, we're wonderfully made. I'm David Reeves. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. And now our testimonial today comes from Sarah who writes, my son has loved all of the materials we've purchased. He's watched some of the videos many times over and always learned something new. The videos are very well done and engaging. They are relevant to kids and adults alike. It's nice to feel like there's a one-stop shop type of place where we can access creation science materials from many organizations under one roof. Thank you, Sarah, for that. She's referring to the Creation Superstore, which we started a few years back. It's become the largest Origins-related store in the world. We ship, sell, maintain over a thousand different titles, books and videos from all of the creation organizations as well as the ones that we produce in-house. Uh, we just wanted to give somebody an easy place to find everything where you can search for a topic, whether that be the foot or whether that be animals or whether that be astronomy or biology or geology and find all of the material in one place. So thanks for that, Sarah. Now let's meet my guest. Dr. Joe Martin majored in biology at Bucknell University and is a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh Dental School. Now, he had a career in the Air Force where he was a dentist for the presidential flight crews of Air Force One. And afterwards, he established a private dental practice at NASA in Houston, Texas. Now, while he was a professor at Baylor College of Dentistry, Dr. Martin became a Bible-believing young earth creationist and also uh, after he received his master's in theology, he went into full-time ministry with his wife and two daughters. Now their ministry, Biblical Discipleship Ministries, focuses on family discipleship, creation, and biblical discernment. Dr. Martin, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, David. Good to be back with you. Yes, sir. It is great to have you here. We really appreciate what you have done and, and the information that you've shared, specifically because you bring it down to a relatable level. You talk about things as simple as an animal that we f might find in our backyard or an mm. animal in uh, Alaska or down in uh, the Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. yes. And then you point to that design, but that design points us back to Christ, doesn't it? Sure does. Yes. It's like all these wonderful things our Lord has made, they all point back to Him. Amen. Plants, animals, humans, all of them. That's true. We don't focus on the plants enough, do we? No, we don't. I, I, I keep encouraging young people, come on, we need to, evolutionists don't like to talk about plants. Yeah. They're so complicated. They are. Mm -hmm. And the, the photosynthesis that they work with, all of these are complex mechanisms with things that we call cascades, mm -hmm. where everything has to be in place or else the whole mechanism fails to function. It's just like blood clotting. If we cut ourselves, you know, with a kitchen knife, we don't bleed out. Mm -hmm. It's because there are over 100 different steps stopping us from bleeding out. Well, if we had to evolve all of those features and we were missing just one out of those 100 steps, we would bleed all of our blood out. 
We're still here. <laughs> We're still here yeah, because we are designed. We are, and to think God thought all that up yeah. before there was anything. Exactly. I mean, you think, He speaks it into existence, yeah. and it all works. The blood clot works. Yeah. The feet work. Yeah. Everything works. And it works in different climates, in different types of terrain, yeah. wherever you are. He made things that way. It, there's no way it could be like the impersonal plus time plus chance, yeah. or uh, no one plus nothing equals everything. Right. Or some sort of a mindless, random, accidental, non-purposeful, non-directed chance process could do it. Absolutely no way. When you start really looking at things. When you really look at things. Uh, I'm telling you, there are more and more PhD scientists who are starting to really look at things and they're realizing this can't happen by chance. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about feet. Just, just take us through different feet in different animals, different creatures of God's world, and let's talk about the amazing design of the foot. Well, I'd like to do that. A, a, a few preliminary remarks, yes, if I may, because where, where do we start? We have to either start with God mm -hmm. or start with no God. That's the difference between, between creation and evolution. Yeah. Evolution, no God. Creation, God. Right. Okay, so once we t decide, okay, there's a God. Who did create? Mm -hmm. Well, then, how did he do that? Mm -hmm. Well, he tells us he did it through his son, the mm -hmm. Lord Jesus, God the Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit, through the agency of God the Son, that's right. created everything. So that's good news for all of us because if Jesus is the Creator, that gives him the right and the authority to be the Savior. Our Savior. And we all need one. That's the gospel right there. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've been on both sides of the fence. Uh, I started out uh, basically nothing. Mm -hmm. When I went to college, I became an evolutionist. Okay. Then uh, became a Christian, became a theistic evolutionist. Mm -hmm. Then my dental students challenged me to study creation, hmm. 1971. Wow. Ultimately, I became a biblical, young earth, global flood creationist. Yeah. And so that's where I am. So I've been on both sides of the fence. Okay. And I've been very uh, convinced by both sides of the fence. Both sides can be very convincing because you can find data and you can interpret data in any way you want to. Uh, that's what we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And look at this. What is this? There's two ways to look at it. Mm -hmm. We look at the same fossil. Yeah, that's true. I mean, evolutionists don't have evolution fossils <laughs> and creation fossils. <laughs> that's a good point. And you have some wonderful fossils here at your headquarters. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they're all the same. It's mm -hmm. the interpretation. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, I've been on both sides of the fence. Yeah. And um, but people like Charles Darwin, so I thought I'd say a mention just some just something about him. Sure. John Sanford has done done some good work. Yes. And Darwin, most of the areas of science weren't even published when he was here. Okay. They were all in God's mind. Mm -hmm. God gives us these things, I believe. But he knew he knew nothing about cell biology or biochemistry or molecular biology or Mendelian genetics, mutations, DNA, biological information, population genetics, neurobiology. Wow. Nothing. And people consider him to be an expert. When he was really he was really educated in divinity school. That's true. He was a philosopher. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, when he looked at a cell, he thought it was a simple bag of enzymes, a little a little bag of nothing. Very simple, right? Exactly right. Had no idea what's going on in there, yeah. which is a miracle too, if you yes, look at it. it. No way you could have a cell mm -hmm. without a designer. <laughs> I mean, no way. Yeah. So, Satan has a plan. 
there's an adversary. And his plan is get rid of Jesus, get rid of Genesis, get rid of the Bible, and then we're home free. We can eat, drink, and be merry. So I have a quote here from uh, an atheist evolutionist, Richard Bozarth. He passed away a couple years ago. And it says this, Christianity has fought, still fights, and will fight science over to the desperate end over evolution. We don't fight true science. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Christians are, have introduced every major branch of science, true science. Okay. We fight science falsely so-called, <laughs> which is evolutionary yeah, science. That's true. All right, so then he goes on and he says, because evolution destroys utterly and finally the very reason Jesus' life was supposedly made necessary. Uh, Get rid of Jesus. That's Mm -hmm. part of evolution. He's an evolutionist. Okay, Mm -hmm. what else? Get rid of Genesis. Destroy Adam and Eve and original sin. That is Genesis. Get rid of that. And in the rubble, you'll find the sorry remains of the Son of God. He didn't capitalize it, so I did. Oh, wow. On my quote. It's blasphemous, yeah. Yes. If, If Jesus was not the Redeemer that died for our sins, and this is what evolution means, Mm-hmm. then Christianity is nothing. Hmm. So you think about that. He knows the issue is God, has nothing to do with true science. Yes. Get rid of God, get rid of the Bible, get rid of Jesus, and we're home free. Hi, I'm David Reeves, host of Wonders Without Number. Like what you're seeing? You can find so much more on the Creation Superstore. You'll find over a thousand books, DVDs, and other quality resources on origin science, creation, and Bible history. Whether you're looking for nature documentaries, educational books, homeschool resources, or children's videos, we've got it all, so be sure to head over and check it out. Use this special promo code to receive 10% off your first order. So, it's going to be either evolution or creation. Okay. And I just want to hurriedly do this. Sure. Well, if we believe in creation, there has to be a God. But if we believe in evolution, the whole reason, as we read in Bozart, get rid of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no God. Or you can have, what's the Bible say? Earth was here first. Yeah. What's evolution say? No, 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 stars were here first. Mm-hmm. The Bible says the earth started all wet. Uh-huh. No, 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 it started dry, says evolution. See, you can't have both. Uh-huh. We have to decide who am I going to believe, the words of man or the uh-huh. word of God. Well, light was here on day one. Uh-huh. So we have light for the first three days, no sun. Well, I think God is saying, look, I don't even need the sun. I can make light without the sun. Don't worship the sun, worship me. Yes. And then, uh, but evolution says, no, the sun had to be there to, pr- to make the light. Well, then land plants are first, okay. says the Bible. No, 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 sea life was first, says hmm. evolution. Birds on day five, reptiles on day six. Yeah says the Bible. Nope, reptiles came first, thousands of years later came the birds. Yeah. So, Everything's bir- reversed. It's just, it is, you can't have both. Okay. Once you realize that, man mm-hmm. from dust, says the Bible. Nope, man from a primate. Mm-hmm. We'll look at a couple of primates uh, in our little talk today. They have different kinds of feet. Uh-huh. And then uh, man's sin, the cause of death, says the Bible. Wow. Evolution says death was here long before man ever came on the scene. That's true. So if death was here before man ever came on the scene, and then God says, hey, Adam, if you sin, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Well, what would Adam do? Hey, God, I was going to die anyway. Everybody right. dies. Right. What, what's the penalty here? What's the pun? Mm-hmm. Death began with Adam. Okay. You can't have thousands of years, millions of years of things living and dying until death came on the scene. Hmm. Good point. So just to get us started here, how beautiful mm-hmm. are the feet of them? Well, first of all, we have to think in terms of 
Look at all the different climates on planet Earth. Yeah. Look at all the different types of terrain. Uh -huh. And there are animals and plants that our Lord has designed that thrive in the Arctic. Mm -hmm. They thrive in the jungle. They thrive uh, in United States, which is kind of in between in a lot of ways. Mm. And, and they're made for it. And their feet are made for it. Okay. We're going to look at some different feet. And, and they need, like, ice and snow. They're made for that. Yeah. Or in the jungle, climbing trees. Well, that's different, too. Right. So all of this supposedly came from one little bacteria or something that happened by chance to just pop into existence? Uh -huh. Ah, where, where's the information coming from to do this? Because yeah. the genes would have to have new information. And so anyway, we're going to look at a few of those. Okay. Now, all of us are leaving a legacy of some kind. And we want it to be Jesus. That sure. people have seen Jesus and they want to know Jesus and the legacy is really Jesus. Yes. And so we're leaving some footprints as we go through life, which this little picture has just footprints on there. So we've been entrusted with a certain number of days okay. in our life to build this legacy. On a tombstone, there's a little dash in there, mm -hmm. okay? And that dash represents everything we've done in life. Mm. And you think, oh, that's kind of insignificant. Right. Yeah, but in God's grace, it can be powerful for eternity, that's that true. legacy. And, and what are yeah. we told? Go into all the world proclaiming the gospel. Amen. All right, so let's talk about an animal called a kinkajou. Okay. It's called the honey bear okay. in, uh, down in the Amazon. And what's so interesting about its feet? Well, uh, it can turn its feet, uh, the hind feet can turn 180 degrees. Okay. So the wrist will let it turn 100. So it can be going up the tree, yeah. holding on like this, which okay. is good for going up a tree. But all of a sudden it realizes, uh-oh, there's a harpy eagle here or something coming after me. Yeah. i got to turn around and go down the tree. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to turn its feet around. It can turn its body around and start back down the tree. Wow. And uh, it has another thing. <laughs> it, its tail is like another foot. Okay. So it can do things with its tail that normally you would do with your feet. So it can hang onto a branch with uh -huh. its tail. And then it, if it gets down where it doesn't have any branches to grab, it can climb up its tail to get back wow. up to a branch it uh -huh. can hang on to. And another thing is not the feet, but it, its backbone uh -huh. goes 180 degrees. Okay. So like the front end can be aimed this way. <laughs> and the back end can decide, uh-oh, oh, and it can go clear around. <laughs> like if it's hanging from a branch or something uh -huh. and it sees some feet, food over here, yeah. And it, but it's looking this way, it can just turn right around and doesn't have to move its feet hanging on if it's... Where would that... How would evolution think that up? Right. And so, it, but because it uses its tail as a foot, it's almost like this creature has five feet that it can use. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Then we also uh, have the spider monkey. Okay. Now, why is a spider monkey called a spider monkey? When you look up in the canopy in the Amazon, you might be looking up 100 feet. Mm -hmm. And they like to just kind of rest by holding on with their feet and their tail. And you look up, and it looks like a great big spider up there. Huh. And I, as I understand it, that's how they got their name. But they have a fascinating characteristic, too. They don't have a thumb. Okay. So their characteristic trans transportation, mobilization is, right. they grab vines and branches. Ah, uh, gotcha. 
Because they can wrap those fingers around that. Yes, and they don't, sometimes they're in a hurry. Uh -huh. They don't have to unwrap their thumb. Yeah. They just grab this way and away they go. Oh. And they have to flee from certain predators. Uh -huh. So our Lord made them that way. Uh -huh. as, far, as far as I know, they're the only primate that has that particular uh, configuration. Mm, that's fascinating. Yeah, no thumb. Okay. Uh, then you have the eye eye. Yeah. And that's on one of our DVDs. The eye eye has a middle finger that looks like a piece of wire coming up out of its hand. It's so thin and so spindly. Yes, just a little skinny thing huh. with a kind of a hook on the end. And what it does is that middle finger is made because it, it climbs in the Madagascar, it climbs up the trees, yeah. it listens for grubs crawling around in there mm -hmm. and worms, and it'll chew into the tree yeah. and find the grub tunnel and then stick that long piece of wire down in the tunnel, stab the whatever it is down there, drag it out and have lunch. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's the only primate with a, with a finger like that. Yeah. So you have one primate, no thumb. Uh -huh. You have another primate with a finger that doesn't look like any other fingers. Okay. Only God could do that. Absolutely. Evolution doesn't explain that. Yeah. No. And so that's quite a thing. And then we have also the only venomous primate, which is the slow loris. The slow loris. And most people never heard of a slow no. loris. I, I majored in biology in college. Did I ever hear of a slow loris? <laughs> no. Why not? It's censored out of the textbooks. Uh -huh. Why? because it's the only venomous primate. Okay. Oh, you can't have that. There's no such thing as a venomous primate, so we just won't tell anybody about it. But there is, mm -hmm. uh, it's called the slow loris. Okay. Now the slow loris, and it's very slow, yeah. but it has uh, a grip in its hands, its paws, whatever you call them, yeah. it's like steel. Uh -huh. That's why in the picture we have, it's in this red blanket, because if it grabbed my shirt, and didn't want to let go. Uh -huh. We'd have to cut the shirt. Wow. They found these things died. They're hanging in a tree yeah. by their hand, and they can't even pry it open in. They just cut the limb off. My goodness. It's like steel, their grip. Yeah. These little uh, slow lorises, they're part of the lemur family, prosimians. Uh-huh. What, what do you mean when you say that it's venomous? How, does it bite you, or what does it do? Yeah. Uh, it has uh, venom glands. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, what's venom? It's from a bite. What's okay. poison? It, you swallow it. Okay. okay. So the venom is in these glands in the mouth. Uh -huh. And then when it needs it, it squirts it into its mouth uh -huh. from the venom gland, uh -huh. mixes it with its saliva, mm. and then its cuspids, its eye teeth, uh -huh. have two little channels on the back. And it'll squirt it in there and just squirt it down into wherever it bit. Wow. And so that's, that's how it delivers the venom. That's, that's, and it's weird. It's like so unusual for, for primates. We think primates, we think chimpanzees, you yeah, know, things yeah. like that. Monkeys? Yeah. Yeah, lemurs, yes. By the way, we're not a primate, according <laughs> to God. Point. We're humans created above the primates yes. to take dominion over the primates. Which means that we're not animals. That is, the, that is the single most challenging thing that we're dealing with today when suicide rate, teen suicide is on the rise, when there's 22 veteran suicides every single day taking place. Uh, it, people are told that they're animals, and so mm -hmm. they feel that life has no value, no worth. It's if true. only we just realized 
God created us special, not animals, fearfully and wonderfully made. Indeed, yes, and because we're created special, even though we, uh, we sin, we do things that are evil, yeah. they're bad, they're not righteous. God said, I love you, I will become a man. Yes. And he stepped into his creation yeah. as the Lord Jesus, 100% man, 100% God. That's right. And God himself then took my sin on himself at the cross. That's right. Became flesh. He became flesh. The creator of the entire universe, by him all things consist, and yet he loves us so much that he reduced himself to flesh just so that we could be with him for eternity. I want to tell you thank you so much for being here. And, uh, and we'll have to have you back on another episode. Thanks for having me, David. Yes, sir. You know, we know from the Ten Commandments, written by the finger of God Himself, that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is. You know, only God can create life and the universe from nothing. And the New Testament, well, it tells us exactly who it was that made the things we see around us, including you and me. It was Christ, our Redeemer. We're told that He was in the world. The world was made by Him and His Creator. You see, He has the ability to create in us clean hearts and right spirits. By way of His sacrificial death on the cross, He paid for our sins. Rising from the grave, He took authority over death and offers eternal life for those who place their trust in Him. Now, if you've never received Jesus, I invite you to do that right now. Ask Him to come into your life, forgive you of your sins. If you feel the call of the Savior, now is the time to respond. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, He will change your life, but only if you ask. Now, if you have questions, call us, write us, let us know. We want to encourage you as we bring you the truths of creation each week on this program. I'm David Reeves, and I want to remind you to keep looking up because truly the heavens declare the glory of God. Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of the TV show Creation in the 21st Century on TVN and the Heavens Declare video series. Each week we talk about breaking discoveries in science which reveal that our Creator, the God of the Bible, has left a pattern of His fingerprints throughout the universe. Engage with other like-minded believers through the Creation Club. This website offers thousands of articles written by scores of authors in multiple languages. Sign up to get our free monthly magazine delivered to your door. Want more? Genesis Science Network is our free 24-7 TV network, reaching millions of people around the world on internet, Roku, Fire TV, and mobile devices. Shop over a thousand books and videos on the Creation Superstore, the world's largest origins-related store. Visit our Wonders of Creation Center and sign up for email updates to have encouraging articles sent straight to your inbox. Like us on Facebook for daily inspiration and education regarding science and the Bible.